Hey, hey friends, and welcome to the Brave Behaviour Podcast. I am your host, Kelly, intellectual disability nurse, turned wellness entrepreneur and behaviour analyst. And honestly, I'm just like you. Every day I choose to be brave despite the more comfortable options, staying in pursuit of what my inner knowing screams for, which has allowed me to build the life of my dreams. And I know that by learning more about behaviour and how to listen to that inner knowing, you absolutely can too. Thank you for being here and thank you for allowing me to shed some light on my dear friend, motivational speaker, Isaac Harvey. Isaac edits his videos with his feet. He does his job with his feet because he was born with a rare condition, meaning he has no arms. Isaac has not let that get in his way. So this episode is for you who may not feel like you are good enough or brave enough to step into your power, take what's yours, own that potential enjoy every minute of this this man is phenomenal my name is isaac and i was born with a disability called limb pelvic hypoplasia which means i have no arms and short legs i have a weak pelvis and i also have scoliosis in my spine um, but having this disability hasn't stopped me from achieving things such as skydiving skiing and tall ship sailing and being able to share my story with the world unbelievable i need to see photos of that thank you very much after this <laughs> yeah, um, yes amazing you also are the president of wheelchairs wheeling wheelchairs what is yeah. wheels and wheelchairs yeah deadly so yes yeah, doing so all of the things without arms so today's episode <laughs> is really for those who feel sorry for themselves because you certainly don't you're just a ray of light. We had a quick call yesterday and yeah, this, this podcast itself, as I was telling you, is about bravery and mm. you seem to be pretty brave out there living your life. Um, <laughs> what was it like as a kid growing up with this condition and with scoliosis and your pelvis? You've obviously got some associated pain. Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit about what life was like as a kid. So growing up, um, one significant thing which made me feel like different from the crowd and uh, a moment where I, I had this disability um, was not being able to get on public transport. Um, and I always had to get cabs everywhere with my mum. And getting on trains was difficult because they weren't uh, step free. Not all the stations had lifts. and it was it was it was made me feel a lot different from everybody else um but because of the support of my friends and family they did always encourage me to be the best version of myself so that that really did help um that conditioning to... had you believing that you could give everything a shot like everyone else i suppose yes. the bus to school is kind of where you see the little bit of development where there's no supervision because other than that, you've got adults looking at you every corner. But like, luckily, that has come on in some ways in terms of transport and everything. Honestly, I thought you were going to say that you felt out, out of the loop in other ways, but it must be down to your conditioning and down to what your family and friends have told you from the get go. Yeah, it's because, you know, in school I had um, support, uh, learning support assistants who would help me during school. My mum and brother um, were always at home. So technically, yeah, from to and from places, 
was to kind of play times I felt out of the loop. Yeah, no, that sucks. Um, I can't imagine arriving separately. Like in one way, you'd be thinking, "Ooh, I get a taxi or I get private." But like when you're a kid, you don't think you don't think like that. You just want to be. Yes. Yeah. And it's funny the kids I've noticed the kids that weren't so in the circle or the center of attention now as adults are actually the interesting ones who are doing amazing and um, mm. like look at you so if you can go from feeling out of the loop in school to being such a legend in your adult life there's hope for anyone I love it so come here what do you find when you're mixing with like the public with you people can see you're disabled right it's not always the case with disabilities, but people can see. Is there anything that you do or don't want people to say? I just want to spread a little awareness around what makes you comfortable. Um, well, I used to hate it when people stared at me. Um, that used to be kind of like a pet peeve. But as I've gotten older, I realised that people do it because they're curious. Um, and... To be honest, I'd rather people just ask me if they're curious. You know, I'm, I'm here to answer any questions that someone might have. Um, I'm not one of those people who are going to be taking offence of it because I know some people with disabilities take offence over questions like this, but you then got to realise if you don't answer those questions, how are you going to be teaching these people? Um, they won't know any other, any other difference if you don't tell them the honest truth. So I like to just tell people how it is and have conversations about my disability and make people aware about it um, and so that they learn. That's incredible of you to have that outlook rather than getting cagey because I wouldn't blame you if you did because having people stare at you for your whole life, I just can't yeah. imagine how lonely that would feel sometimes. But you just have... <laughs> that outlook of oh they're curious and if they strike up a conversation I'm not afraid to tell them this is what life with no arms is like um which is really cool of you you know not everyone has a disability and even for me like I hang out with people who are like blind or other wheelchair users like manual wheelchair users just because I've got a disability I don't know everyone else's disability so you know, I'm curious about how other people are and they teach me. So I'm even, even I'm learning about disability. Um, yeah. So in some ways I think we do because otherwise people won't know. They won't they know won't otherwise. Know. It's, they're not, it's not something they're going to go out and research unless it yeah. actually affects them. And I, <laughs> yeah. I've noticed that with families that they're almost, what annoys me, right, is when I'm with somebody with an intellectual disability and yeah. we've been working on it for months privately going into a cafe and ordering this cup of coffee. And this person has finally got to the point where they have the physical, vocal ability, plus the confidence to walk up to that till and say, I'll have a coffee, mm. please. And when that individual behind the till looks at me and says, will he have any sugar? <laughs> I just feel so drained. And I know it's my job to be like, to redirect that individual back mm. to the person with disabilities um, by saying, will you have any sugar? Um, but it's a one by one thing, you know, I've, yes. I suppose as time has gone on, I've got less and less annoyed by it, but it still kind of does get to me. Um, 
but their families when I come back with that person and I say mm. oh I was a little bit annoyed because you know he really wanted that interaction with a stranger we wanted to celebrate the fact that him and a stranger had had a conversation or an exchange but the stranger didn't participate the family say to me we can't expect all the strangers to participate oh, of course. And, yeah I guess yeah. you're just you're building that awareness yeah, what have important. you found with like work life you know so you went through school was it mainstream or special? Uh, my mom my mom made sure to uh, take me to a mainstream school. Legend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've kind of just done that uh, all my life mainstream. Were the kids nice to you? Uh, I think I, I yeah, Are you overall, nice to yes. them or like? <laughs> no, I, I just ran over their feet actually when they annoyed me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I did do that but um no it, actually most most of the kids in my class were um really good and supportive and actually it's one of those things where I'm glad I was in their class because they learned how to deal with me um which are skills that not many students get to have so they're, they're taking that with innate. them for their life they're not going to stare yeah, exactly. at people they're not going to I don't know. Do you, did you ever like get annoyed at somebody complaining about what, like having to go to the gym or <laughs> very real, but like, how are you so kind? That is my question. Um, to be honest, I, one thing that we've got to realize is everyone has their struggles, um, yeah. disabled or not. Um, and I, I don't know. It's, it, you could see it the opposite way, you know, me to lie down and do nothing because I have no arms, would would it be right for someone to complain to me, you know? I just don't think, I think we all have struggles. We all are a bit tired of doing things. I think procrastination is not great um, in all of us. Um, and we yeah, should get I over like those times. I like to tell times. myself that I'm engaging in procrastinating rather than I'm a procrastinator. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. it's just a habit. It's not a title. Leave it down. Yeah. But um, I think being kind is important, but as you say, you have to be real as well, because, you know, being nice and positive to everyone when something, when there's like an injustice, you've got to say it how it is, but you can be kind about it. Absolutely. I, I just find we live in a whiny world sometimes, and I'm I'm not yeah. the most positive of people all the time myself, but I like to have, and if I can, I, I'll at least try attitude. And I like to be grateful for the things I can do. And I notice that sometimes people can veer in on the, I'm lazy and I'm this, and they label themselves. And although mm. they can do the things, the labels they've attached to themselves, are stopping them you know it, it's how, how you think through and speak is the reality that you create so if it's negative labels then that's the life you're going to live whereas if you turn it around that's the life you're going to live positively so I think um see this is something I learned about mindset as well um how important it is to think positively and be focused on the good rather than the complaints um we got to be careful how we um, live these situations because that's the reality we're going to keep on doing. You know, people say that I'm always in the same cycle 
and then wonder why they can't get out but it's like that's why you're thinking negatively for that to keep happening you keep saying um, i'm not getting out and i'm this and of yeah. course you're going to con- yeah you're continuing that the next day rather than i'm on my way out they say yes. it's not really the event it's the story we attached to the event so it could be said for you um being born with your condition and scoliosis and the pelvis and everything like that you could have said i have this and this is now my story full stop mm. yeah but instead you've decided to take it go to mainstream school and turn out like the boss you have who's literally trending on linkedin right now <laughs> <laughs> so wait, yeah, what got- was that as well you did so you put up a a photo of you you use your computer with your feet right yeah that's correct yeah and i posted uh, a post about saying i am professional it was a hashtag going around and showing what it means to be professional in this day and age um and i just um posted me on the computer saying i'm professional even though i have to lie down and use my feet to edit videos attend meetings and have conversations etc etc um, and it ended up going a little bit viral by getting 7.2 million in seven days. Yes, yes. Isaac. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. And here, so many people are afraid to post that video or afraid to start that podcast mm. or start that business. And you're there in your room editing it with your feet. I was about to curse. I, when I get annoyed, I curse. But I'm trying to stop myself. <laughs> I listened okay. to my last podcast and I was like, oh my goodness, you're very Irish. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're just, you're finding your ways and it's it's fascinating. So did you start with video games? You started using your feet and then you went on, it became your Yeah, work. that's correct. Yeah, so I, I was an avid PlayStation user and I used a normal controller with my feet laying down again. And then I transferred those skills to use a laptop. Legend. That's unbelievable stuff. Fair play. I I just love it. I think it's it's so fascinating. <laughs> so you said yesterday as well when we were chatting up until around 23, you're 26 now. Um you found it kind of because you had this, I know you go around yeah. and you do your motivational speaking, and there's yeah, definitely yeah. plenty more of that for you in store, but you had this bravery attached to your title and your name like oh mm. this is this is so amazing and you're so inspirational and that kind of annoyed you up until you really developed your emotional intelligence tell us a little bit about what that was like being the one who was brave and was inspiring before you even got to have your vote on whether you wanted to be brave and inspiring <laughs> yeah um so Basically, it was one of those things where anything I would do would, could be considered inspiring. Um, and <laughs> going, yeah, like going to the shops is like I'm inspiring going to the shops. But oh, yeah. man, that must yeah. piss you off. Well, yeah, it, it sometimes does. But again, it's one of those things where it does annoy me. But if it means that person now sees life differently and I've inspired them to, you know, not be lazy or something then it's actually a good thing it's one of those things like I could be on the bus and one guy came up to me and he I think he was almost crying and he was like wow you've you've really inspired me today like just seeing me on the bus and in my head I'm thinking oh 
really. But, but <laughs> yes, yeah. But so you've uh, mindset back... the way you can handle it. Yes, yeah. Um, but like you said, so 23 years, um, I kind of had to keep that persona up and I thought, you know, online, you have to kind of only show the good stuff and I wasn't really being honest with myself by doing that and I was really honest with my audience and then that was impacting my mental health, always having to say I'm okay, I'm good, um, until it got to like a breaking point where I thought, you know what, I need to really take a step back and learn about the mind and how life is and that's when I started to be honest with uh, people and my friends and family on online and surprise surprise people were interested in hearing it because it's real um yeah. and then I feel that amplified my voice to be honest because people can relate to it exactly like everyone wants to be the hot cute perfection idol that is always on the beach or always mm. living the best life ever online and that's just not how it is yes. it's just not how it is and I'm delighted that I'm sorry that you hit that point, but I'm delighted you did because now it allows you to see that you can show both sides of things. And that's how people are going to relate to at the end of the day when it's a little bit more real and you don't get any joy out of faking it either. Like, yes, you're right. I'm all for gratitude. I'm all for falling in love with your life, the small moments. But yeah. if you can't be real about the times where you're not doing so great, what's the point why would you share the highlights if, if you're not like especially if you're in a sharing space depends what you mm. use socials for and some people do just want to post their nights out and their perfect holidays and that's absolutely grand but I think if you are if you have any mission attached to it you do need to be real so I'm really happy you were because yeah I wouldn't have found you because I know my people yes what would you say to people who are struggling with that struggling with being real and feel like they're a little bit fake or living out of authenticity oh that's a good question <laughs> um I, th I think it's i think if it's really impacting your mental health you really need to do it for yourself really um because mm -hmm. i was gonna say earlier you know there are like i said there are people who are inspiring and showing a good life and they are happy and so it should be but as soon as it's impacting your mental health you should change your way Take of thinking a step back and reassess yes. the definition of insanity is doing the same and same thing again and again expecting different results and yes yeah no i love that you're right you need to consider mental health number one because all this this social yeah. stuff and it's amazing for um the likes of me and you and our work like obviously a lot of it is online it's amazing that we have that, but it does come with the other side of things where it could affect your mental health very easily if you don't oh, keep yes. an eye. So I think it's important to, yeah, assess, stand back, take a break, and yes, see what you're getting out important. of it. And if nothing, find a different way. Yeah, one hundred percent. You need to. Yeah, that that's what I did, and that's what changed my perspective of life. And it's kind of one of those things where I can't see any differently now like now I've got to that point I see it in other people I am able to help people who are going through it like I was um 
And it's kind of weird how when you're feeling negative, it's kind of the same sort of patterns that everyone goes through. Because as soon as I came out of it, a friend contacted me out of the blue and she went through something quite negative. And it was all the same steps that I went through when I was negative, which I thought was kind of strange as well. I thought it was, yeah, well, not strange. Yeah, it's it's funny, like maybe, maybe we go through things so we can guide other people through it. You know, when you're going through something absolutely awful and you cannot figure out why you. Yes, I, yeah, I always tell myself, look, either your daughter or your daughter's friend is going to go through this exact same thing someday. And you'll be able to say, well, I remember when. Um, so, yeah, maybe we just don't get our, our why straight away. Maybe it comes down the line. But I think we definitely are here to help each other home. And that's why we need to be open and honest about the ups and downs. Because if we're all faking it and running around pretending we're happy out, Nobody's going to have anyone to talk to when they're down because we all go through it, you know. <laughs> but no, you're yeah. you're extremely brave. Um, and not for going to the shops or getting the bus, but for being the badass that you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what are Isaac's future plans? Um, yeah, what's what's in the pipeline for you? Um, so I might be going to Istanbul next month you. to take part. Yeah, to take part in a half marathon roller skating event. Um, and then there's a couple of other things in the pipeline uh, that I'm really excited about. But yeah, just a lot of adventurous things and hopefully more conversations like these ones and meeting great people like yourself. Nice. No, it's been lovely meeting you. And we'll definitely need to connect in real life. Yes, yeah. I'll get my roller skates on, man. Um, but yeah, no, oh my God, a half marathon. It's really weird you said that because it entered my head yesterday. I yeah. run to work way less than I should. It's not that far of a run. Okay. Um, but, but I've been taking the notion lately to do it. And it entered mm. my head, the London half marathon, out of the blue because I'm oh, not right, a okay. runner. But last year um, when the pandemic hit, I took on a hundred days of running. It didn't matter how far yeah. or how fast, as long as I went for a hundred days. Um, okay. And I completed it. But at the end oh, of it, cool. I was better at running, right? But I'm still not like unbelievable. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Like the likes of these conversations really just get me thinking, why not you? Why not go mm. for it? You know? Um, yeah. So I want say, to see all of, all of the Insta posts of you doing that half marathon. You're, you're an unbelievable person. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, no, you're most welcome, man. Thank you for having me as a guest.